It was March 2020 when a global pandemic got personal for Julie Rosati. I was hearing that, you know, the pro-life offices were considered non-essential, whereas the abortion facilities were considered essential, essential business to go in and offer free abortions, basically, for women. For Julie, who has spent much of the last 15 years ministering to families in crisis pregnancy, COVID and the fear of the unknown posed a special threat to the unborn. I think there were many things that were negative um, and, and already in a society that isn't pro-life because of all the unknowns related to the pandemic, um, unknowns of how it might affect their their baby, um, unknowns of where they, you know, would we be having food shortages, power outages, a lot of these things were kind of thrown out there as possibilities of things that could happen. And so for me, what it meant was increased abortion and decreased help. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, Julie Rosati and her family didn't look for a church or a ministry to serve God. They started by looking for what they could do themselves. And I asked him, God, you know, what can we do? We have this big house, we have these resources. Help us make an impact for you. From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, Episode 57. Diapers, Wipes, and the Gospel. Our story began with foster care and adoption, and I was working at the local pregnancy center. Steve and I got married about seven years ago. We were able to adopt three children out of the foster care system. As, as we were able to adopt the children, I felt even more, even stronger and even, even more passionate about opening up a pro-life training center. For years, Julie's vision was to train others to reach out to families facing difficult decisions. Finally, in the fall of 2019, God began to make that happen by giving her family a large house where young adults would come to live and minister with her. In November of 2019, we were able to move into a 9,600-square-foot mansion, really, here in upstate New York. We had about eight students in our home, and we were just having the time of our lives. but. Then they got the news, and everything just came to a a big, roaring stop. And so it it was pretty devastating. The news in March of 2020 was COVID. When it hit, Julie's students packed up their things and went home. And she and her family sat quarantined alone inside this big house. Julie had already had an idea she called pop-up pregnancy centers. She thought she would help open small pregnancy centers in churches. When COVID hit and churches closed, there was no longer a possibility. So instead, she took her idea on the road and created a sort of on-demand delivery for crisis pregnancy. We were able to start during a pandemic a, a delivery of much needed resources to moms, babies, and families. You know, people were very concerned about spreading COVID and things like that. And so we thought, well, we'll just take the things, wash them, and and we'll drop them off. The donated supplies were easy to come by because traditional donation centers were all forced to close. They were more than willing to bring things to us because a lot of other places were closed down and they couldn't bring their donations, say, to the local pregnancy center. That's how we were able to do it. 
and literally in the middle of the night, we, people would call. People were calling at all hours. They were like, we would wake up the next day, and my husband, he's he likes things neat and tidy, and he was like, what is this? Like, what's going on? The next challenge was figuring out how to let families know that the pop-up pregnancy center could come to them. I knew that they were doing food giveaways in local outside of local churches. So I asked these local churches if we could put a little slip of paper um, into the food box. So one of the people that got our little note in the food box that said free pregnancy tests, free uh, diapers, free wipes, free resources, I actually took a picture of it and she put it on one of those Facebook free sites. And so <laughs> my phone started blowing up, you know, like, do you deliver here? What, what do you do? Who are you? <laughs> Julie's three children became a big part of the ministry. Like kids everywhere, they were doing school entirely from home. So when there was a break in the day, they could pitch in. Our children are able to help a lot with the ministry. They pack orders, they make deliveries with us. They were home every day. So during their school breaks, they would go outside on our porch, wipe down any donations that came throughout the night, and um, then pack orders. And we would go out every afternoon making deliveries. The kids loved it. We would make these stops, so they would run out, make the delivery, run back to the car, and off we went. <laughs> so it became a really busy, and I feel productive, um, way of sharing the gospel. Sharing the gospel is the most important part of Julie's ministry. She wanted anyone whose life they touched to know about Jesus. So I really wanted to set us apart from all of those other agencies, and I wanted to put Jesus on the throne <laughs> for them so that they would see that he is our focus. He's our reason for doing everything that we do instead of just you know, taking orders from people in need and delivering, we set up a mentoring system. So they would, the women who needed help and the men who needed help, we set up with a mentor. And then the mentor would discuss with them um, the gospel. Even though Julie's family might not even see the families they were helping, it did give them the opportunity to see the setting where they lived. It was a lot different actually you know, tra traveling to their homes and, and dropping things off to them. It was incredible. I mean, we would try our best to pray and we would make the delivery as well. And we would report to the mentor, you know, what we saw and things. The opportunities to share have come though, and it has meant at least 10 families coming to her church. When we were able to touch base or see a mom, we would invite her to come to the church with us. We definitely have had many women who have never ever set foot in church before attending a Bible-centered, gospel-focused church. Julie is from this area, but it would not be her first choice of where to live. Nevertheless, she does believe that this is where God has placed her. So there's something every day that, that makes you kind of want to say, why am I in upstate New York again? But at the end of that day, and even during the middle of it, I, it is confirmed to me that God uses me here. Like, see, up here in upstate New York, people don't even know the gospel. They've never even heard it, literally. But the people that we meet on the street, this is good news for them. Like so many other people, Julie feared the future when COVID shut down the world. But now, when she stops and looks back over the last year, she can see how God was always in control and always will be. It's good to consider the goodness of the Lord. And sometimes we're, we're busy about our day and sometimes we don't have a chance to meditate and really take that opportunity. 
I feel so strongly that God has called us here. And for that reason, I am so content here. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, Diapers, Wipes, and the Gospel. If you want to hear more about Julie and her mobile pop-up pregnancy centers, listen to the Adopting and Fostering Home podcast. You can find a link to that podcast episode at sendrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you like what you heard here, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.